you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Morning football. We are presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We're also live here in New York City. It's Thursday, December 8th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. You got you know your friends, Kyle Grant, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Good little Thursday night football game on tap from Los Angeles, Peter. Yes. Game day. What do you think about this one? Uh, you know, it got interesting in the last couple weeks because the Raiders were dead to rights. The Rams were dead to rights. Now the Raiders are red hot, three wins in a row. And the Rams, and Tom Pelissero will get this, number 17 might be in uniform today. Baker Mayfield might be able to play. We'll see. It'd be pretty miraculous. Two days of the beach. crazy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so let's, do it. It. let's talk about it. Time for the lead block. Lead lead block. block. Tom Pelissero joining us now. There was a lot of news yesterday, big news out of Buffalo. But somehow we still have to talk about the big names from the Rams who host the Raiders tonight. Please enlighten us with everything topical in the NFL right now, Tom. Well, Jamie, Aaron Donald is out again tonight for the Rams against the Raiders. Second straight game that he has missed because of a high ankle sprain for a Rams team that seems to have virtually all its stars right now on the sideline. One of their new additions, however, as you guys just mentioned, could potentially be on the field. That is Baker Mayfield, who I'm told is expected to be active for his new team tonight. And there is a real chance that he could end up playing. That is going to depend in part on how John Wolford, who's listed as questionable with a neck injury, is feeling. I'm told that Wolford moved around pretty well in practice on Wednesday, so there's some optimism that he potentially can go here. Mayfield just got claimed off the waivers from on Tuesday from Carolina. He's had a crash course in the offense. I am told he is fully up to speed on the entire game plan. Elsewhere, bad news for the Buffalo Bills. Their star pass rusher Vaughn Miller underwent surgery, and doctors discovered he did, in fact, suffer damage to his ACL. He is now out for the season. The initial surgery was for his lateral meniscus and to clean up some cartilage, but that's when they discovered the ACL injury as well. It's the same knee in which Vaughn tore his ACL back in 2013. So Buffalo, who brought in Vaughn in free agency on a monster contract, hoping he was going to be a missing piece for them, well, the Bills now will have to move forward, try to make a playoff run without him. Jamie? Tom, this was just such brutal news to hear yesterday for the Bills' defense, for the Bills and their journey towards what they hope is a Super Bowl appearance, Super Bowl win. We have to talk about this a lot today mm. as it pertains to the Buffalo Bills. Pelissero, thank you very much. Talk to you in a little bit. Speaking of the Bills, they currently sit at the top spot in the AFC playoff picture. They just took that spot over mm. over the weekend with the Chiefs losing to the Bengals, who are in the top spot of the wild card and the Ravens within that division 
hold the three seed within the division. But let's focus on the Bills. All right. They are without Von Miller now for the rest of the season. This was like a slow leak in terms of news. We were optimistic, and then now he is done for the year. Not back for the playoffs as the mm -hmm. Bills move forward. Mm -hmm. How does this shake up, you guys, the AFC playoff picture, Peter? I think it's actually a really fascinating storyline that was just dropped into our laps as we get started here. I, here's how I look at it. it. You know, Von Miller was signed this summer for six years, $120 million. Six, he was 33 <laughs> years old, six years. And one of the reasons a lot of teams didn't want to pay that price was A, the age, but B, the injury history, that Vaughn has had a history with injuries. And I'd pay him for two or three years or maybe four, but I'm not giving six years, $120 million. This is year one into the contract. Vaughn's probably out now, if you're telling me it's a torn ace. Vaughn's probably out till next October or November. Yeah, we'll see you in 2024. Yeah, so the question is, you brought him in to be not just an inspirational leader. You can get those guys for $500,000 if you want to get some guy to rally the troops. You brought him in to be a difference maker. How do you make up for it? And I think in the last few weeks, we've seen things from, from obviously uh, Ed Oliver on Thanksgiving playing well, and Matt Milano has mm -hmm. stepped up his game. But I think this is a bigger picture feel for the Bills, where this guy was supposed to get us over the top. He was supposed to be the one that takes his leadership and says, come on, my back, during the playoff run, I've got you guys. Yeah. They lose that. The question is, can Vaughn still offer that from the sidelines? Can Vaughn still be that guy without being there on the field? Very interesting dynamic because, as you've said multiple times on the show this season, Kyle, Vaughn is more than just the linebacker. Vaughn is what? Their OB1. He's their guy that has done it, not once, but twice, mm -hmm. and was going to guide them through. They lost him. Can he still make a difference without being on the field? Jason, you've been on a lot of teams. You've been the veteran. You've been the young guy. Mm -hmm. Does the voice matter as much when he's not out there in the trenches? Yeah, and you said, can he still make an impact? Of course he can. Him being on the sideline, him holding that surface when the guys come off the field to talk to him about something he's seeing from the sideline will be big. But to your first point, he was brought over to take them over the top. They're already a contender. And when you get a guy like Von Miller, six years, $120 million deal, yes, like you said, he's coming there to make a huge difference, not only on the sideline and in the locker room, but on the field. You sign a veteran to like that minimum deal or the two years, $4 million, because he comes in and makes an impact on the field, but more importantly in the locker room. That's not why you sign a guy like Von Miller. He's there to impact. We watched him versus the Chiefs. We watched him versus the Rams this year. In those big games, closing them out, making plays to put them over the top. I think even lost in all of this is now they don't have Von Miller the rest of the year. They haven't had Micah Hyde out there as well. Those are two veteran guys, leaders. Micah Hyde along with Poyer on, in that defense. Those are the quarterbacks out there. And yes, they've been able to still win games. But going into this season, you're looking and you're like, all right, they have Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde in the back end, Tredavious White. Now they're adding Von Miller to this package. We didn't get a chance to see those guys all on the field once this year. Tredavious White was coming off an injury. Now Vaughn's injured. Micah Hyde's not going to be out there the rest of the year. So I think this is a huge blow to the Buffalo Bills defense because it's hard to make up for a guy like Vaughn Miller. Yes, his presence will be felt, but they need those pressures, those sacks late in the game. First of all, it's just it unequivocally just sucks. Yes, mm -hmm. it sucks. You see the news, we all groan. Even if you're not a Bills fan, this is a big-time star trying to win his third Super Bowl with three different teams. It's just that yeah. in the NFL world, this sucks. Um, I was not one of those people, and there were a lot, who came out when Vaughn became a Bill and said, 
this is the guy that puts them over mm. the top. Now they can win the Super Bowl. No, no, no. I think the Bills would have been the Super Bowl favorites if Von Miller never signed with them. Last year, I still think that they were the most impressive team in the playoffs. There's no Von Miller on that team. There's no Von Miller going back and forth with Kansas City doing that type of thing. The problem is, is the $120 million, Peter. I feel like it was, I know this sounds dramatic, I feel like they paid him that money for one play. And it was a sack of Patrick Mahomes in the wild card round, or it was a sack of Joe Burrow in the championship game. It was like, just make that play for us in January. And I know it's more than that, but it's like, that was going to be the Von Miller moment of, that's why we brought him. And there's still enough left. As far as the Obi-Wan Kenobi stuff, it's a big factor. Josh Allen, respectfully, never shuts up about it. He loves it. He loves it. And here's the example. They lose to the Minnesota Vikings at home. It's their second straight loss. It's an embarrassing, weird loss with a lot of strange things that happen. And the Bills are down. Immediately after the game, Mr. Perspective, Von Miller sits down, and look how broken up he is about this loss. First off, like, you know, we lost to a good team. Like, they're, they're a good team. We're 6-3. and three. You know, I've been here before. I was just here last year. Uh, it's definitely not any panic for me. If anything, like, my perspective is, like, I had fun today. Like, today was, today was a crazy game. Is it, dude, that, that was a crazy game we just played. That was really fun. We lost. Who cares? We're 6-3. and three. It's the middle of the season. We're going to be fine. I don't think NBA on the Bills has the perspective. I think, I think they still have it, whether Von Miller is having surgery or sacking somebody in the backfield. And I saw, a, uh, I saw a, a meme that I liked. I thought was perfect. I think we all are big fans of the classic Alonzo Morning gif where he's yeah. on the side and he's just going, mm. and it's like when Von Miller gets hurt, but Josh Allen's still your quarterback. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I get that. Um, I still think they're my Super Bowl pick. I still like them. It hurts. It sucks for sure. They were going to win the Super Bowl, in my mind, when, before Von Miller even got there. Mm. But there's a very tricky part to navigating a Super Bowl, I think. And they brought him in for his play, for his leadership, but I think also his experience within that game, within that week. Von Miller is the only player to have won two Super Bowls, one of which he's been an MVP, and then go win another Super Bowl with a mm. different team. He was about to become the second player to ever win Super Bowl with three different teams. Right. He has a certain je ne sais quoi about playing for a Lombardi. And Jason, you can speak to this. And I know as you know, we all have covered Super Bowls, there is a trick and a challenge to navigating Super Bowl week, the weeks leading up to it. That is an emotionally draining, costly period if you allow it to be. If you show up on Monday night, media night, and you stand on your legs for too mm -hmm. long, if you agree to one too many paid appearances, or if you sit at your little kitchen table for too long and allow too many people to come at you with all these questions, Super Bowl week is a bear. And Von Miller, for all the things that he did for this team with his talent and his skill, I think that is where also he would have made his money for this team. Now, he can still do that on the sideline. Don't get me wrong. But this is a team that has massive expectations that have gone to this past offseason that he was going to be brought in. And maybe on a Tuesday of Super Bowl week, guys, let's go. Bring it back in. Take the emotional back down here because we need it here on Sunday. I know he can still do that. But whether or not it's just as impactful with him not being on the field remains to be the question but he was so mm -hmm. fun to see win a Super Bowl with those two teams. It, do, it does turn things upside down a bit, too. Yeah. I, look at that, I look at those teams right beneath us right now. Kyle, you said you're still picking them, and that's fine. I don't think everyone would because Von Miller was expected to be that guy. So now, are the Chiefs a team? Well, they just lost last week. Are the Ravens a team? Well, they almost lost last mm -hmm. week, and they lost to the Jaguars. Titans have lost two straight. Bengals are hot. Dolphins just lost. Jet it's wide open, which I think the, the the Bills coming into this news were the runaway. Everyone was like, all right, but Buffalo's, mm -hmm. Buffalo's number one and mm -hmm. you can't go to Buffalo. Without Von Miller, I think it changes I think things it's, up. I think the perspective, though, is like Von Miller was not a necessity for the Bills. Yeah. Von Miller was a luxury. Yeah. He was heated floors in your bathroom. You don't need that crap, but like it kind of feels nice. Like You it's said nice. like, like you know, they comparison. were going back and forth with Kansas City. He wasn't on that field. Well, if he was on that field, maybe they're not going back and forth with Kansas yeah. City. Or if maybe they squib kick it, they win the damn game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I hear it. Just, it look, I think he's that a difference signing 
was, was a, for the experience, but also like to your point, make the big play in the big game. You know. It's not going to be there. Why am I talking about January of '98? <laughs> it's the last time both the Dolphins and the Jets made the playoffs in the same season. So let's bring it to the present, guys. Right now, if you look at the playoff picture, the Jets and Dolphins are currently in those final two wild card spots. Both teams, though, coming off some deflating losses. Jets less than the, maybe the Dolphins, and they have these schedules remaining. Dolphins, prime time, then the Bills, then the Packers, Patriots, and then they play in week 18. Getting giddy over here because the Jets haven't been relevant in some time. The Dolphins haven't been really relevant in some time. Here is the statement for believe it or not. The Dolphins and the Jets will both make the playoffs this season. Mm -hmm. Jason McCourty, what do you say? <laughs> this is a fun one. I am going not. It's just <laughs> too good to be true. Everybody can't make the playoffs, and I don't think this many teams are going to go from the AFC East. Somebody else is going to step up. Mm -hmm. Yesterday we talked about which five win teams have the best chance to go on a playoff run. You went with the Raiders. I said the Steelers. These are teams that are right there in the hunt. I don't see the Jets holding on to be able to make it into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Mike White has played really well mm -hmm. the last two weeks. But it's just, it sounds so great. It's a beautiful thing. But I don't see both of these teams making it in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be the Jets that falter throughout these last five weeks. Believe it, baby. You know how fun nice. that would be from 1998? Bring it all the way to 2022 and have both the Dolphins and the Jets make the playoffs. That just means that the AFC playoff picture holds true as it remains today. I feel very comfortable with the seven teams that sit in the playoffs right now from the AFC. My only concern is we might have to bring Mike North back for this one. Yeah. Does that mean that when they play Week 18, they could eliminate each other, which mm -hmm. would be Heartbreak Hotel? No, that's amazing TV. I know it is, but that's, I want it to happen. <laughs> well, you're believe it or not, it's Heartbreak. I yes. know, I, I, but I, I, I believe it because that just means that, because I see those teams that are in the hunt, and they're in a hunt for a reason. They yeah. haven't played great from the Patriots on down. I believe it. Mm, I believe it. I just want to talk about 1998. Brock Marion. Yeah. Furbies. Brock Marion. Furbies. <laughs> Titanic still goes for me. Put your hands on me, Jack. Were you getting All jiggy right. with it back right. then? Uh, yeah, of course I was. Uh, I'm going to go out on this. Yeah. I, have, I, I have concerns about the Jets, too. And we haven't talked about this much this week. we got to get to it. Last year, the Mike White hive was so fired up mm -hmm. and so excited. Uh, the iceberg, if you will, was <laughs> Buffalo. Mike White was the, was the toast of this town and we're oh my god we found our guy he threw four picks against the bills and it just went down fast iceberg right ahead it, it, that was what ended the mike white experience now look they beat buffalo this year under very different circumstances but um mike white's going up to buffalo this weekend they have a weird emotional state right now with Vaughn going down. Peter, you talked about their Jets schedule on the way out. I still, I think we all still kind of believe in Miami. I'm worried about the Jets. And I love Salah, but he's going to have to really how, coach how that ball. How are you feeling about the off. Dolphins? I think a lot of people uh, le fled town after the loss Not last me. week. You're I think San Francisco's D's that good. Yes. Yeah. I think they're, the worst. we're almost, Peter, getting ready to start. A few more weeks, we're going to start talking those 2,000 Ravens, mm, yep. those Buccaneers. We're not there yet, yep. but we're getting a little bit close. It's the ultimate compliment. I know. That's good. Um, yesterday on the show, you mentioned Mike North. He runs uh, the scheduling department with the NFL with Charlotte Carey. Yeah. They came on our show, and they explained the intricacies to flex scheduling and why some games go to Sunday night and some games stay in their usual earlier late-game windows. They also mentioned one matchup in particular that got us thinking. The Christmas Eve game. Okay. Here is the statement. Eagles at Cowboys on Christmas Eve mm -hmm. will be the highest mm. regular season rated game in NFL history. Let me preface it with this. Please. Thanksgiving Day, Giants-Cowboys, 
got the mark as the highest rated NFL game of all time during the regular season. 42 million. Will the Christmas Eve Cowboys-Eagles game top it on a Sunday on Fox? On Saturday? Saturday. 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 Okay, because I think that matters. Yeah. Hey, what do you got? I'm rolling with it. I believe it. I'm going all in on this one. Yes. The stars will be out. You have your Jalen Hurts, your Micah Parsons, your Trevon Diggs, your Dak Prescott. The quarterbacks are both coming in. And this is a game that, at this point, there's going to be a lot of division implications and playoff implications in this game. And I'm fired up to see it. We saw Cowboys-Giants. NFC East battles. This is what we all want to see. And it's the holiday season. Yes, I know Thanksgiving is family and football. Why can't Christmas Eve be that too? It's going to be Christmas weekend. College kids are home. Families are getting together, sitting around the fire, listening to that Christmas music. Put on a little bit of football. Get excited. Get fired up. I think this one tops it. Why not go over even bigger from Thanksgiving? I just think the timing's right. I'm all in on it. Why not? I work for the network. I work for the NFL. Let's get all this money and continue to get the viewers there. A lot of eyeballs. A lot of eyeballs. I tried to put this one in perspective. What was the number from Thanksgiving? 42 million. 42 million. And I I really believe it's going to be more. I think they're going to outlast this. So much so that I instead just looked up programming of all sorts on television to see what number they could hit. Where are we going? The MASH season finale. Bring up the MASH. MASH. Is the most watched season finale of all time. 105 million people. (laughs) The episode, the final episode was called Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen. And that's what I feel like is going to happen to one of these two teams in this uh, in this mm. game is someone's going to have a top spot in the NFC East and the other one is going to have to say goodbye, farewell, and amen. Oh Maybe not gosh. to the playoffs, but just in that game. I think it's going to be great. 100, 106 million, why yeah. not? Throw a number on it. million people. Just a little more context. Yeah. I feel like, it's, details. I feel like it's the top scores on a video game. <laughs> you know, when you get yep. in. All right. Yep. The number one all-time regular season game, Giants-Cowboys, two weeks ago, 42 million. Uh, last Thanksgiving, Raiders-Cowboys is also in the top three. And then crazy, the other top three, 1990 Giants-Niners on a Monday night football, Phil Sims versus Montana, uh, 41.5 million. teams were undefeated, 10-0 at the time. It was a 7-3 game. In candlestick. Yeah, Peter, look at you. So look it's, it's all amazing. over the map. <laughs> Will this game crack in? I'm going to go out, all right? I'm going to go, it is not going to crack in. The matchup's there. It's, it's the teams you want. It's the quarterbacks you want. Jason, I think you, you kind of flirted with it here. Christmas Eve uh-huh. on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Now, here's the so difference. So much going on. Thanksgiving, you're just sitting your big butt down and just watching TV. <laughs> on a Christmas afternoon, Christmas movies are much more of a thing mm, than Thanksgiving movies. You're watching the Griswolds. You're watching whatever you're into. I got to eat so I can take my back pill. The kids aren't sitting there. Like, the kids, let's go outside. Let's do this. They're way too excited. Maybe you go to like an early Christmas Eve mass. There are tangible distractions mm. on Christmas Eve that do not exist on Thanksgiving. I, I don't it. think it's a coincidence the two of the three top rated all time are on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Day mm. as opposed to Christmas around there. That's my take. I think I'm with you. Point. They're the only games on Thanksgiving in that window. So everyone's watching one game. This one, there are other games on CBS. There's other games earlier in the day. There's other games. And I... I think he might be right, but gosh, is that not a good game? That's a great it. game. So Ooh, excited. 42 million people watched on Thanksgiving. 42? I'm going to say overrun. I'm going to say 37 million. Yeah. 37? Okay. I'll be watching Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo. Mm. No, Those are my people. Nah, you're going to be watching that. Yeah, I'll be watching the game. I, I'm on it. Coming up later, what will it take for those Las Vegas Raiders to make the playoffs this year? This is the Christmas miracle we're all sort of rooting for. It starts tonight against the Rams. And for the love of God, McVay, put Baker Mayfield out there, quarterback. We want it. MASH finale, 105 million. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good morning, football! Cody, what about those Raiders? I feel like you hung true here. You kept nodding your head when people <laughs> would knock them and Josh McDaniels this and that. What do you think? Yeah, I'm a believer in Josh McDaniels. I, I was around that guy in New England. I think he's a really good coach. I think he's a good leader. And Peter alluded to it yesterday. He talked about five win teams and the Raiders, they have a little winning streak going right now. Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, they're hitting on all cylinders. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about a guy on defense in a little bit that kind of had a game this past week. Mm -hmm. Television tease. That's why you're a professional. Alright, that's what's happening with the Rams right now. They are currently the 15th seed in the NFC on the verge of being mathematically eliminated. But let's focus on the AFC, shall we? The Raiders. Right. The Raiders, you see them on the right side of the screen. Halfway down, they're technically in the hunt. They were featured as one of our five win teams yeah. to consider yeah. within the AFC. And here's what they have to look down the gauntlet. The rain, reigning schedule for the Las Vegas Raiders yeah. with that Week 18 game against the Chiefs looming, but could be very meaningful, impactful within their division and the AFC as we look ahead. So the Raiders, still within the potential to make a run at the playoffs. What has to happen? Josh Jacobs has to be the, the greatest player in the history of the sport. <laughs> and guess what? He has been. I mean, it, I, I just want to talk Josh Jacobs here. And they're, you know, getting great stuff out of Devontae Adams. But what Josh Jacobs is doing has been under the radar because he hasn't been on national TV. And the Raiders were dismissed after starting 2-7. and seven. But the long story with Jacobs is well known. He didn't get his fifth-year option picked up. It's kind of playing in on what he felt like was, to a lot of people, a lame duck year. And he's gone on and he's the best running back in football this season. And I, some of these... Some of these things are amazing. All right. He's had two separate three-game streaks of 150 scrimmage yards or more. No one's done that in 15 years. He leads the NFL in accounting for 87% of this team's rushing yards, meaning every time they hand the ball off or they run the ball, it's him. That hasn't been done since 2006 okay. when Edron James did that for the Cardinals wow. on a team. Josh Jacobs has been the workload, the workhorse, but he's also been the MVP of this team this season. Look at this. This is not amongst the Raiders. This is in the NFL. Okay. Leads in rushing yards, scrimmage yards, rushing first downs, longest rush of the season, the 86-yard rush, the yards after contact. He is having an incredible season in what was considered a lame duck season for a team he probably wouldn't be with next year. But in the fifth year of his career, he has said, put it on my shoulders. I will take care of business. Or the fourth year, put it on my shoulders. I'll take us there. And I have no doubt, especially if Aaron Donald's not out there, that he's going to run for 150 tonight. <laughs> it's what they do. And if they can win this way, their schedule, I think, is favorable. I know a lot of people, everyone's pointing out the uh, the last two weeks that they've got this, mm -hmm. this double-decker between the 49ers mm -hmm. and the Chiefs. Right. Two home games here. Yeah. Those games are at home. And you're telling me that they're right now winners of three straight. Now they'd be four straight, five straight, six straight, going into the Niners and Chiefs. The Niners and Chiefs might not be playing for division titles. They might be thinking about, what, playoff runs? Let's rest our starters. Good point. I think the Raiders have a chance here. They could run the table and find themselves 10-7 and seven into the playoffs. Oof. Listen, Josh Jacobs could go for 3,000 yards this season. That might not mean anything. They have lost the luxury to decide their own fate. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter if they win the rest of their games. You have to pay the piper for September and October. You don't just get to <laughs> glance and say, we're here, we're, we're ready. Let me tell you something about the playoffs. 
There's no vacancy. You, you, you can't show up to the Four Seasons and say, can I get an early check-in? No, there's people in the room right now. <laughs> um, so listen, with the late surge, Peter, that's great. We've seen many teams make a late surge, and they have, how does this team not get in? Well, because they sucked for two months. That's not the way it works. So not only do you need the surge, you need something that's even more fun to watch, the collapse. We need to start rooting for Raiders fans against some other teams. And I got a few teams that are a little tasty you want to root for. Okay. These are teams that may not win the division but are sitting on your wild card mm -hmm. spot. Mm -hmm. So right now, if you're the Raiders fans, you hate the Jets, you hate the Chargers, and I'll tell you something, the Ravens are feeling pretty tasty right now as a team that's not maybe mm -hmm. playing its best ball and their quarterback's hurt. You need to watch those games every single week. Josh Jacobs could be Josh Jacobs and Crosby and Devontae, and it's nothing. You don't get to get in. Think about last year, all right? The Raiders win four in a row to make the playoffs. You know why they made the playoffs? Four in a row, who cares? A lot of teams have done that because the Chargers lost three out of four. The Chargers were sitting at eight and five, and oh my God, Justin Herbert won the whole thing, and they collapsed. There is no we punched our ticket mm. week 18 unless somebody chokes their butt off, and I'm looking at Ravens, Jets, and Chargers. I'm not saying they're going to. I'm saying those are the teams. Raiders, now, you're fans of the Chargers losing. Jets, Ravens, that's what you're rooting for every Sunday. That's it. Got to have it. It only works with one way. Yeah, you're spot on with that, no doubt about it. And they just beat the Chargers, and one of the guys that really helped do that was... Chandler Jones, a guy that they oh, paid to come over this offseason and hadn't had the great of, greatest of years so far this season, had a half a sack going into this game, and then he shows up AFC Player of the Week. Three sacks, five quarterback hits, has a pass breakup to cause a turnover on downs in that game. Chandler Jones, first weeks 1 through 11, 13 QB hurries. The last two weeks, 14 QB hurries. He's coming along. He's putting pressure there, and he's led all season long. They talk about his work ethic in the building, his energy, his leadership, but he's being paid to go out there on the field and make plays. He was taking heat, Jay. Yes, he similar to heat. when we talked about Von Miller. He's a great leader. Mm -hmm. He brings so much to that locker room, but you're paying this guy to go out there and make plays on Sunday, and Chandler Jones did that this past Sunday. Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, they have been amazing this year. Derek Carr is getting those guys the ball. They need more out of Chandler Jones. And if they continue to get that level of production, along with what Max Crosby has already been doing this season, I think they have a chance, but they're going to need him to continue to step up and have big games. It is interesting to look down the stretch at their schedule because a few teams that they play I think are going to be very desperate. And I, I focus on the defense as well, particularly in stopping the run because desperation sometimes breeds results. Mm -hmm. Going against the Patriots, Ramondre Stevenson, got to stop the run. Najee Harris and the Steelers, that's another team another that can nip team. at your ears. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey and the 49ers, what a what a difficult guy to defend. And then that final week in Kansas City, Isaiah Pacheco. This run defense, mind you, with the Raiders has drastically improved. In the first 10 weeks, I go back to something that Sean Payton said on Peter's pregame show on Fox a couple weeks back. He said, it is really hard to dig yourself out of a hole statistically once you put yourself there. Mm -hmm. Unless you're the Raiders' run defense. In the first 10 weeks, they were 21st in the NFL. They were allowing 126 yards per game. In the last three weeks, 77 they got that number down to. That is third in the NFL. Now, that's only three weeks compared to the first 10. But if you're going to do it, that's the way to do it is stop teams in their tracks 
from running the ball. And those running backs they're going to face down the stretch, Stevenson, Najee Harris, mm -hmm. CMC, and Pacheco, if you can do that, mm -hmm, you might mm -hmm. find yourself a room at the Ritz. Mm -hmm. Is it not amazing? The Raiders lost to Jeff Saturday in his first game with the Colts, mm. and it was just like... It was done. Done. And now here we are, bailed. whole segment, talking about the Raiders and their chances of making a playoff. Well, because maybe we'll look like doofuses. I don't know. It, it's a fairy tale. like doofuses tomorrow. Yeah. If they lose to the Raiders yeah. tonight, right? They were 2-7, and seven, and their only wins were over the Broncos and the Texans. And, and we're, shut out. I think part of our allure of this is that, like, it's the silver and black, and it's the Raiders, yeah, yeah. and they have really good players... Uh, it's it's probably a fairy tale, and it's their own fault if they don't get them. True. And you're over there wishing for teams' collapse. If I'm a Raiders fan, these are the teams to watch. I like that take. I'm giving you I've guys a that, I've had that feeling at the end of the season. Please lose. Yep. Being I, on a yeah. plane ride home, we beat the Texans in. I think it was the Jets we needed to win. They lose. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, season's mm -hmm. over, guys. Mm -hmm. okay. It's not up to you. Yeah. It's hard. Time for Thursday Night Preview presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We are just hours away from Raiders Rams on Prime Video and NFL Plus. Here are the odds for tonight's game. The Rams are six and a half point underdogs, but the Raiders have failed to cover the spread in each of their last eight road games as favorites. Josh Jacobs has four touchdowns in his last four games, and Devontae Adams has racked up over 100 receiving yards in four of his last five outings. Coming up on Go Morning Football, well done, Peter. Giants, Eagles, oh man, that's high stakes in that division. Can the Giants... Can the Giants pull off an upset? Sure. Are the Eagles going to soar? Yes. Soar. Sure. Yes. Alex is agreeing with everything. That's right. Very agreeable this morning. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good morning, football! Time for Beneath the Surface, presented by Microsoft Surface. Let's take a look at this NFC East showdown. Between the Eagles and the Giants, uh, Giants head coach Brian Dable and Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni were in Kansas City together back in 2012 in the Romeo Cornell era. These two have a connection, and Brian Dable was asked what catches his eye when he watches his good old buddies and the Eagles and their game film. Everything. Their defensive line, their receivers, their quarterback, their offensive line. I mean, their offensive line is as good as it gets. Starts with Kelsey, gets everything set. Just been a fantastic player for a really long time. I think Jalen is is operating at an extremely high level and throw AJ, Devontae, you know, I know Quez got injured there. We'll see where he's at. The running game is really good. Their defense, their corners, they can rush the passer, stop the run. They're it's the reason why they're eleven and one. They're a well rounded team. Yeah, you put those stunner shades on because you're blinded by what the Eagles are putting on tape right now. Brian Dable just gave a very long list of everything the Philadelphia Eagles are good at this season. However, their only loss this season did come from an NFC East mm -hmm. opponent, the Commanders. Kyle, mm -hmm. uh, yesterday you teed this up. You said this is quite possibly the biggest game the Giants have played mm -hmm. since our show began mm -hmm. in 2016. Mm -hmm. Why? Nothing quite possibly about it. 2016, they had a good season. That was the Odell season in the Packers. But let's, let's talk about the last five years. The Giants are 7-4-1. and four and one. We are entering week 14. Mm -hmm. Entering week 14, the last five years, their records are 4-8, and 5-7, and 2-10, 4-8, 2-10, 4-8. 
two and ten. Wow. Seventeen and forty-three at this point in the season. Four different guys as head coach. This would be massive. The fact that they're even playing in this game is an accomplishment. And Brian Dable, you could just shut it down right now. You had a great season and lots to build on. If they lose this game, that will be one win in the last six weeks for the Brian Dable Giants. That's it. They have one win, that's it, and they have a tie. It's kind of like we're done with you. There's too many good teams out there right now. You can't win that seldomly coming down the stretch. But if they win, man, if they flip the table on an 11-1 team, then it's like, okay, this is not the Giants that we've just spent our entire show talking about. It's not just this flash in the pan, September and October. Because we as a show have tossed this around. That they're like, oh, they were cool in September and October, and we keep saying the air is coming out of the balloon. You can hear it. Put the air back in. Let's go. This is a huge, huge, biggest Giants game in five years. I'm not trying to one-up or top or yeah. anything. I think this game is really important. The Eagles are 11-1. and one. This will be major. Next week, they're Sunday night against Washington. Okay. They're not chasing the Eagles right now. They're holding off Washington. Mm. This one's huge. Win or loss, that one's massive. I think yeah. that's the biggest game. Like, Washington and them are tied here neck and neck. This would be a great win. It would be a huge upset, and they'd be thrilled. But next week feels like it's do or die, doesn't it? I Two in a row. Yeah. yeah, this time of the year is just like the next game is the biggest game. <laughs> oh, and for yeah, them yeah. right now, the next one is the Eagles. And when you talk about that record, you're not going back 10, 12 years ago. You're saying over five the years. last five years. A lot of these there's guys on this roster that have been a part of that, mm-hmm. whether it's for two years, whether it's for three years. So this game is huge because they haven't been in this territory. Like, you win this game, and it's just like, oh, my goodness, like, we're here. Like, we're knocking on the door for the playoffs. So I'm with you. Like, that one's going to be big. Right but now. if you don't take care of business this one, like, the importance just keeps kind of mm-hmm. knocking down a notch. And to your point, if they lose 41 nothing to the Eagles at home, like, sayonara. Yeah. Yeah. Might, might be, who cares? You might not be able to even get up for next year. Yeah. Now, a lot of things have to happen, I think, in the NFC West in particular for all four NFC East teams to make it in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But it could happen in the new mm-hmm. playoff format. I think it would be the first time that an entire division makes it to mm. the playoffs. So I like just the next two weeks in general. I am so disappointed in that tie that went down last wow. week between the Giants and the Commanders because I think that puts a fluke in the whole system. Yeah. But speaking of fluke, do we feel like the Eagles' loss to the Commanders was like a one-off thing, or did the Commanders really expose the Eagles in the mm-hmm. way you could beat them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Maybe. I mean, that, that game, they ran the hell out of it, and yep. they they did not win by a field goal. They right. won by double digits. They ran the ball 40 times that right. game. Right. Yeah. I guess that's how you do it. That's and it's, it. But that's one loss in 12 games. Like, yeah. they're really good. And the Eagles have done made some moves to kind of show yeah. up that defensive run game. So. And they got Jordan Davis back. Saquon want to be a star this weekend? This right? is a Saquon type Please of weekend, do. buddy. Let's Please go. Do. Come on, Saquon Barkley. Love to see it. This is fantastic. There's a ton of games to watch this weekend. Jets, Bills, Vikings, Lions, Mm -hmm. everything in the division. Very impactful weekend. A lot to talk about here on Good Morning Football. When's Mike McDaniel coming on the podcast? He'd be a great guest. Soon. Ask him one question. It would be the entire 45 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) The Dolphins are coming up. We'll talk Dolphins next. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.